Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. And didn't we just show why at the weekend as Steven Gerrard made a bright start to his Villa career with a 2-0 win at Villa Park. We'll get into that in a moment. While later in the show, Frankie brings out the hot sauce for today's spicy question. But before Frankie poses me that salsa-infused question, it's time I check in on him. Frankie, how are you? I'm all good, thanks, George. I've uh, finally moved flat, so I'm no longer the, uh, oh the great wanderer. What a, what long... a saga! It, it was like uh, it was like um, Das Boot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she just went on. She just went on forever. I just couldn't get out of cold. It so I was just trapped in there. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, finally I moved and. Um, so it's it's in London. I, I'm, I've I feel like I've committed a grave sin by being in in London, uh, away from Birmingham, away from the Holy Grail of uh, Villa Park. But uh, I am down here and um, moved into a flat. And first person I met in this sort of block of flats was um, this guy who walks out his flat, and I was wearing a Villa top, and he said, uh, "Oh, you're Aston Villa." And yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, um, "Oh, I'm Birmingham City." And I was like, "You're having a laugh." <laughs> Like it sounds like I'm making this up. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. But when 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 you said a guy walked out of the flat, I thought you were going to say it was Tony Daly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something. I was going. Oh my god! Wow, what a story. <laughs> Tony Daly. It turns out all the old Villa pros are just living down here, living <laughs> the high life. But no, it's a Birmingham City fan. And I immediately just said, I just handed him my notice. I was like, Nah, I'm I'm, I'm back. So I'm back on the back on the road soon. Told my Frankie, girlfriend, she was like, No, nah, we, we can't move again. I'm like, No, I'm sorry, I can't. He's such a bad decision maker that he supported Birmingham City. I can't trust that he's not going to do something terrible. Well, I, t- I tell you what, it's it's actually very funny you mention this because I had a very very similar experience recently. Um, I had to get my car fixed down the garage, and um, someone from the garage actually came round to pick it up. To take it away, and we just got chatting, and you know, the topic of football inevitably uh, came up in conversation. He was a Birmingham City fan too. What's going on here, I could tell. I could tell from his accent. I was like, uh, eventually, in, was like, in oh, Wales, we better clarify in, this. In yeah, Wales. so I live in I live in Wales. I live in Cardiff. So you know, we were t- we we kind of you know we just obviously talking about the car, and then I sort of clocked his accent, but didn't really make a make much of a deal about it. But then we were talking about football teams or whatever, and teams we support, and um, and then and then I was wondering who he did support um from the accent and he said yeah birmingham city fan mate and i was like what are you kidding I, I i felt nervous handing over my keys <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like i don't am i gonna see this car again yeah just find an engraving of bcfc on the side of your car <laughs> yeah, exactly. and he charges yeah. you a thousand quid for it i know oh god wow yeah. I, well, I mean what 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 are the odds because they're not, they're not the most um uh well supported side are they birmingham um and obviously so. then to, and then to find uh a Brummy fan actually living um uh, living next to you in London, a flat in London. Wow, that is oh, uh, what are the what are the odds? Well, I'm moving again, so expect me to be moving around the country for another month or so. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day it'll work out for you. Um, but yeah. hey, we're not we're not here to talk about you know Blue Nose flatmates of yours, Frankie. We're here to talk no. about Aston Villa uh, and uh, and the Stevie G rain getting under underway and getting off to a an amazing start. Well, it, it was it was a solid start. And and Frankie, can I just say I predicted that it would be a comfortable two 0 win. You did tonight in the show before. You I'm did. on a roll at the moment. After predicting Dean Smith would be sacked after Southampton, <laughs> I should buy a lottery ticket this weekend. Um, but um, but yeah, it was uh, it was two 0 Villa uh, against Brighton. What a start for Stevie G, Frankie. What did you make of it? Yeah, it was it was a it was a great start. I mean, 
a great start in the game. First 15 minutes, I thought Villa were looked really on it. Um, as good as we've looked kind of pretty much all season, if I'm honest, for that those first 15 minutes. Um, really energetic. John McGinn was particularly really caught my eye those first 15. What I liked was uh, having our back four in place again, the concert, Mings, Target, Cash in front of Emmy Martinez. It's something that Dean Smith hasn't had a great amount of time to play though that foursome and but it but you know Steven Gerrard did and uh, he made great use of them I thought Tyron Mings was excellent um and his captain's display was summed up by that thunderbolt of a goal that's why I call him Ty the god of thunder he is like a Marvel superhero like Thor the god of thunder smashing that ball like Thor's hammer into the top corner um having just kept the ball in play as well I thought that summed up his display really and it's when you see the best of Tyro Mings that's what he can do and he can raise the game of those around him as well further forward as I said earlier I thought McGinn was really good uh, Jacob Ramsey caught my eye massively. I said to you before the game, I thought that it might be Jacob Ramsey's day because he was man of the match for the England under-21s. Stephen Gerrard did that little Instagram eyes emoji to it. And I just thought it was the kind of thing that a young player might be quite excited, you know, new yeah, manager. And someone who plays in the same position, obviously, as well. Yeah, coming off the back of a good right. week. And uh, I thought he was excellent. We're, he's getting better and better. Ian Wright talked about how good he was a match mm. of the day too yesterday. And uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, Ramsey looks like a special young player, uh, 20 years of age. The way he progresses the ball is really good. It's really confident. And I think that I was always waiting for him to get his first goal, which he's, he's he now has against Arsenal. And I thought that might help him kick on as a player, get a bit more confidence. Uh, and now the way he progresses with the ball, um, his passing was good. Uh, and his tracking was good. I thought he covered and helped Matt Target. He pulled wide quite a lot. Um, I thought both McGinn and uh, Ramsey were pulling wide to help the fullbacks, uh, which makes sense against Brighton when they play with such width with Cucurella and a, a Tarek Lamptey. Mm. Um, so I thought Target did a really good job against Lamptey as well. He's a really informed player. But let's be honest, I thought uh, first half started really well, but then Brighton, you know, Pep Guardiola once said playing Atlanta was like, Atalanta was like playing... Um, it was like having a toothache. And that's kind of how I look at Brighton sometimes. Every time we play them, I think they're really good at finding positions uh, between the lines and just retaining the ball. It doesn't always lead to lots of chances, but they're really hard to get the ball off and they can tie you out. And I think that's what they were doing in the first half. And um, once we got to half time, I was kind of glad it was still nil-nil, to be honest, even though mm. there weren't many chances either way. But Brighton came close with Lamptey, end of the first half. Second half, Trost, we came Trossard out. as well. Trossard, Trossard, Trossard yeah. Two yeah. big saves from Emmy Martinez, the force. Um, but then uh, Argentina's greatest ever footballer, Emmy Martinez. <laughs> uh, and then uh, in the second half, um, I thought we started well again, but then Brighton got a little bit of a foothold. But do you know what worked, George? The substitutes. What did you think yeah. of the subs? Yeah, actually, that was I, I. I wrote some notes before this show, and and top of the pile was how much the subs made an impact. I thought he did. He, he brought them on at just the right time. I thought Buendia struggled a little bit in the game, just didn't really sort of get into it. And I don't know whether it was because sort of Brighton nullified him or, or what it was exactly, but he did, he just didn't really set uh, set the world alight. And he obviously brought Young on, who I thought had an amazing impact and not not just the um the the build up to the Watkins goal and his assist where he did that lovely shimmy away from that that Brighton midfielder and set Watkins free to um to get to to uh, to score the first for us um I just think 
since he, after he came on, he, he he worked his socks off, and I wouldn't be surprised if he um if he starts the next game against Palace now, and, and obviously. At international level, Gerard and Young play together uh, for England. So, um, you know, clearly, well, bags of experience. So, so clearly, you know, he's, he's someone that um, that I think he's going to rely on um, sort of heavily going forward for the rest of the season. I think he said so himself, didn't he, uh, post-match? So, um, yeah, so so he did fantastically well. I thought El Ghazi, uh, again, for the, for the first goal, he pulled those defenders away. Really clever run. You know, pointed to where he wanted the ball to be uh, to be passed to him, but you know, Watkins obviously then cut inside and and had had, had the shots. Um, so so that was a that was a that was a really good sub as well. Um, so yeah, I think subs made the right time. They had the impact, and I think that was something that I think we always kind of struggled with under Smith. I'm not entirely sure um, Smith made the right subs. Um, you know, we talked about the Arsenal game when the formation wasn't working didn't make any changes, you know, when we all felt he probably should have done. I don't think that will happen to Gerrard. I think if if he sees that Villa are on the back foot, like we were against Arsenal, he'll make changes inside the first 15 minutes if he needs to. Um, mm. I just, I, I, he's the type of manager that doesn't really kind of suffer fools and... Um... He wouldn't suffer us then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, is it, listen, it's one it's one game in, so let's, let's reserve judgment on that particular aspect of his management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are, you, what are you talking about, George? Of course, I'm really like, um, yeah, I, I he, he did a you know, it, it, it all it paid off, and uh, and you know, Villa Park was buzzing by the end, um, and uh, and so yeah, I think I think that aspect of things was really really positive to see. It actually reminded me a bit of the Everton game in that sense, yeah, um, you know, yeah. not many chances for either side. I mean, you mentioned the two for Brighton in the first half, Emmy making some great saves, but um, really aside from that, there wasn't really much going for either side, um. In the same way uh, that uh, that we saw against Everton, but then as we as we saw, you know, Bailey came on and made the difference. Young came on this time and really made the difference. Um, so that was uh, that's that's kind of what it sort of reminded me of. Yeah, you you mentioned Tyrone Mings. Um, mm. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I thought he yeah. was so so good. And ahead of the game, I think Gerard mentioned the issue of the captaincy, and he sort of left it a bit ambiguous, didn't he? He said, "Yeah, yeah he Mings, Mings is the captain for now, but long term, kind of let's wait and see." I think he did that on purpose to kind of set set a marker down and say, right, you know, before you get too comfortable in that captain's armband, Tyrone, let's let's see how you perform under you know my leadership. And um, you know, I think he answered all the questions asked of him. Really, I mean, the work he put in, bearing in mind this was ninety nine coming up the ninetieth minute to to stop that ball from going out for a throw in, then to kind of the awareness to to get back into the box, even though he's a centre back, to to kind of judge you know, where the ball's going to end up. And obviously it came back to, to, to his feet and he hammered in to make it, to make it secure. You know, that was, that was a really, really good bit of play from, from Tyra Ming. So, you know, hopefully, you know, more of the same. And that is what he's capable of. That's why he was called in the England squad. You know, mm. there's so many naysayers about Tyra Mings and occasionally I'm one of them, but you know, he, he can be inconsistent. I think that's, that is fair to say, but on his day, he is a, he is a quality center back and he just needs to kind of, building a bit of consistency into that and and if he can can under Gerard then you know we've got another you know excellent center half uh, in the ranks of them yeah yeah i think it was really impressive for Minks to play the way he did um i thought also i liked marvelous decamba i thought he played yeah, well brilliant um, game yeah he had a very good game his passing um was i think it was 96% i think mostly yeah. all passes went uh where they needed to be he broke up play um quite di- quite effectively i thought he was positioned really well um, for for our goal, basically Ollie Watkins's goal. It was Nakamba who stopped that ball getting into the box. 
um, good positioning. And then he didn't panic, um, just kept his foot on the ball, looked for a pass, found Young. Young mm-hmm. did brilliantly to get forward up to Watkins. It was just a great goal. I think that's that yeah, should be in goal. match of the day's goal of the month contender. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, but Marvellous deserves credit for what he did there as well as obviously Young and Watkins for the finish. Leon Bailey as well added a little bit of an X factor coming on. He's a bit unpredictable, nearly scored another goal of the century with the volley at the end that got saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think, um, you know, an interesting one is further forward. So starting with Watkins out on the left, Kings hmm. in the middle and Buendia on the right. Buendia, I still think, is coming to terms with his place in this team. I think it, I said, I've been saying all along that I think it will come good for him. He's shown some good flashes. We have to just remember Juan Pablo and Gale at Villa. It took him a while to get, you know, get used to it. And um, eventually, I think Buendia will find his niche there. He wasn't necessarily our best player at the weekend. Um, he's played better through his career, but then I'd don't like Watkins on the left. It doesn't work for me. I think we look way more dangerous. And I've always said I prefer Watkins over Ings just because I think Watkins is that perfect centre forward. Um, Ings, he he works. Um, he does drop back and he does some nice inter- passing interchanges. But I just never get a... I never get a huge... For somebody who's scored so many goals, I'm not getting a huge sense of like, I feel like Ings is going to score a lot for us. Whereas when mm. I see Watkins in that position, I think Watkins will score every game at the moment. I just have that feeling. And I just mm. didn't think we saw the best of Watkins playing out on the left. Just my preference. I think I prefer to just Watkins in the centre. And to be honest, Ings on, on the bench, if that's the case. It'd be interesting to see the weeks go by, whether that changes, whether Watkins gets more used to playing on the left and Ings can start scoring more. Yeah, there's, cert- there's certainly things to still work on. There were moments in the first half where I thought Brighton were going to get get that goal um we sort of dropped off a bit and allowed Basuma particularly to come deep get the ball and play but uh you know um uh it's a it's a great start you know it's just, it's a perfect start for uh, Gerard really and you know there's going to be some tough weeks ahead there's going to be some bad stuff happen um probably but it's a good start we're showing we're a good side we're not a team that should be losing five in a row and um we should be getting away from that bottom three um hopefully quite soon yeah, no, we, we we needed that. We needed that result. I mean, we went through the, the fixtures that we've got over the next few weeks and we've got some really difficult games beyond Palace. So yeah, we need to we need to make sure that um, you know, we 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 keep it going for as long as we can, you know, continuing on to Palace on on Saturday. Um another point I wanted to sort of bring up was the issue of Matt Target. I mean, we we know that Gerard when when he was at Rangers, he likes to get his fullbacks um sort of bombing forward and and we've been linked with um quite strongly with um with Beresic at Rangers which again is it's inevitable when when a manager moves that some of their former players are linked with a move to uh, to follow them to their new clubs um it always it, you know cash doesn't really seem to come to the equation maybe because we know that cash is very able at getting forward and contributing to offensive uh, uh, periods of play you know what what do you think about target do, do you think he he will fit into the system under under Gerard well last season Matt Target was our Players player of the season, I think, or fans player of the season, whichever way. He was um yeah. he had an excellent year last year and he's defensively a very solid player. And I thought he dealt with Lamptey, who's had a great season really well. Um, I suppose what, what I would what I would say to that is, you know, cr- cr- critics of of that might say, well, it's because, you know, he had the best player that's ever donned a villa shirt playing ahead of him last season. Bosco Balaban didn't play ahead of him last season. <laughs> what are you on about? He did. Um, <laughs> was it back? <laughs> um 
I'm I'm a big fan of Target. I like him. I think he puts in some really dangerous whipped balls, um, or he has done, maybe not this season, but he has done in previous seasons, and he's got a couple of good goals. Is he as, you know, let's imagine we had Tarek Lamptey playing there. Oh, well, he's a he's a right midfielder. But let's just imagine a player like Tarek Lamptey in that position who gets forward and can play a bit better in, in a, maybe a 3-5-2. I could see why... Gerard might want to change that just because he's getting forward. He probably would be more dangerous. Mm. Um, but I still do think uh, Target offers something going forward. Defensively, I think he's very solid. To me, it's not necessarily a position that identifies one that I think we really need to fix compared to, say, like our centre midfield, which I think yeah. too often gets overrun. But I think if if Gerard was looking for a player who's a bit more proactive going forward um, from that position... And is probably better in a. Let's imagine they, he wanted to play wingers, uh, like in a three-five-two or something. Um, has more versatility in that sense. I can understand why Gerard would look for that. But overall, I, I'd be, I, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Target see out this season with Villa and um, show the uh, show what he did against uh, Brighton the other day. If he can continue to do that and show the kind of form he did last season, Gerard might come round and think, you know, maybe I don't need to replace him, but. Yes, if if we wanted a bit more of attacking flair going forward, yeah, I can I can understand why he'd want something maybe a bit different. All Villa, no filler on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. We've hit the spiciest part of the show where we throw in some burning hot flavours to cover the controversial topics and get the creative juices flowing in this, the spicy question. Today, George, I'm asking you, if you could see one thing change at the villa, what would it be? Ooh, that is a that is a tough, that's a tough old question. Um, I mean, maybe if you ask me... Uh... Asked me that after the Southampton game, I would have said Dean Smith, but um, <laughs> uh, but um, I think on a, like a general a general level, you know what we we were talking about Jacob Ramsey earlier in the in the show and the, the impact he's he's sort of having this season. I'd really like us to to sort of get rid of our of our habit historical habit of just selling our young players. I know mm. it's easy. I know I know it's I know it's easier said than done, but we've again we've mentioned on lots of previous shows just how talented this group of youngsters is at the moment. I know, I know we have these anomalies where we have players like, I mean, granted Grealish was kind of a once in a generation uh, uh, player for us, but even, even back in the day, we had players like uh, Gary Cahill and Stephen Davis, you know, these one-off very good, um, uh, you know, Premier League quality players that just so easily for whatever reason, just would, would leave Villa Park and forge their careers somewhere else. And I'd, I'd, I'd just love to see a bit of a change in philosophy and mentality because, you know, we, we as I say, historically, we have a great academy. We do produce very good players, but just to give them some sort of opportunity to develop and uh, and sort of stay at Villa for as long as possible. Now, listen, I, I know how modern football works, as we saw with Jack yes, uh, last season. You know, we all we all thought and hoped he would stay, boyhood club and all that all that stuff. But clearly, the draw of playing for a team that's currently in the Champions League and getting paid X amount of money and wages and all the rest of it is very very appealing. Clearly, but even if that is the case, if it got to a stage where someone stayed with us for 
you know five six seasons uh, and a club played paid silly money for him like like man city did with Grealish, then i might say you know fair enough that's the way it works but i, I just want someone to kind of yeah have, have a just stay at the club for a long time build up their attributes and build up a relationship with the fans and all that stuff because it's it's not you know it's it's not something that we've been particularly good at and as i say with the likes of ramsey and chukwamaker and uh, archer and players like that you know ken kessler on loan at swindon who looks like he's he's had a, a really good season um down the divisions you know players like that if we if we can hang on to them and, and get them and get them games get them involved with the first team then you know hopefully at the same time i'd love to see five six players be academy graduates performing at Premier League level. It's not, not very likely, but if we can I, do I, it, I, I think that. we've got a bit of chance to most of that happening. Actually, with our current with our current yeah. crop, yeah. I mean, you know, FA youth FA Cup winners last season, as as we know. So you know, it's it's the best it's the best group of youngsters we've had. We probably had better individual players, I would argue, like you know, Grealish. But um, as a group, they they look like a really solid team. And you know, I'm not I'm not going to compare us to say you know Celtic in '61 you know where you know the entire squad grew up within a mile of the uh, mile of the of Celtic Park mm. and won the Champions League you know that is just stuff of fairy tales obviously and we live in a different world but I, I would I would love to see yeah a good chunk of youth players come through and really build up you know a Premier League experience with us and do well with us. I think that's a really good point. You know I think uh, the when I look at England I think over the years what used to sort of It'd be a bit confusing to me was how many players you would see came from the kind of Merseyside area around Liverpool, Manchester, and then particularly South London. South London seems to be like the equivalent of what you get in France, where there's the the, the Parisian banlieue, mm. um, where lots of players come from. But you know, over here in South London, we seem to have a lot of, produces a lot of players. And I always used to think, uh, where where's all the Birmingham players? Where's all like the Midlands sort of based players? And you get the odd one, but not not. Well, not to the level you got from other areas. And at the moment, it seems like we're going through a bit of a golden era with the number of youth players that are from the area that are currently featuring in the Premier League, obviously. The likes of uh, Jacob Ramsey, obviously, Aaron Ramsey's brother, Louis Barriott on loan at Ipswich uh, from the area. You've got uh, Arjen Reiki out at Stockport, who's had a mm-hmm. had a really good game there last week for them as well. Kane Kessler, uh, just a, f- a few others um, who are kind of from that sort of Midland area. As a, lo- as a local from that area, I'm quite glad to see there are more players coming through with the potential to play at the highest level. The point you make about losing players as well, like Chuck Wameka, we're not sure about his contract situation at the moment. So he's a player I certainly see playing in the Premier League in the long term. Mm. Um, I think he'll get games under Gerrard this season. I'm I'm pretty well, certain. Well, he, he was he was he was on the bench, wasn't he? Um, you know, Archer mm. wasn't. I think Davis was, but I mean, I don't know yeah. if you can call Davis a youth prospect anymore. Um, yeah. But but yeah, Chukwemeka was was the was the player of that sort of teenage age that was was on the bench. He was the only one. So you know, maybe maybe that says it all. Uh, maybe yeah. Gerard does see him as someone who wants around the first team still. So yeah, hopefully he does play. But yeah, if there's, if there's anything I could change myself, uh, it would you know, other than that, it would probably be. Uh, I'd, uh, well, the train situation at Villa Park seems to be a bit of an issue at the moment. Getting mm, away from yeah. the sta- stadium, um, I found myself in a big long queue waiting outside for ages at those train stations. Yeah, it's uh, not easy getting back and to from uh, Villa Park sometimes. But uh, I'd love to see our stadium just getting a little bit bigger. I think if we can, mm. if we can, 
if we can sort of progress over the next few years and push for that top six, I think we're lucky that our stadium has aged quite well, I think, yeah. relative to other states. It has, but- yeah. If you compare it to Old Trafford or St. James's Park, I mean, you know, you talk to their fans and the stadium's literally falling apart, isn't it? So, yeah. um, you know, it, it seems to be a very well-maintained old ground, which we're lucky for. It's yeah, it's aged well. I think a few stadiums that have aged look a bit bit look like their age now, and I think a few stadiums that are new look like that kind of boring bowl look, yeah. um, with no kind of character. I mean, Tottenham obviously have an incredible stadium, um, but uh, I don't know. I, I think with Villa, I think we've we've kind of aged. I say it's aged well. It still looks the part. Walking up to Holton, it looks great, um, but I, I, you know, the North Stand probably needs a bit of titivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Doug Ellis Stand, uh, so. I think yeah, I'd I'd be really excited to see a, a modern update to those two stands. I think at Villa, so that that's the two things I'd change. Um, you know, just go and blow all our money on the on a <laughs> uh, some nice new looking stands. Was it wasn't it wasn't it the Darlington owner that bought the club and then built like this ridiculously massive stadium in Darlington and they were like in the National League or something and it was just it was just this huge dome that they couldn't fill. <laughs> I do remember there was a yeah there was a team that like yeah I think it was Darlington who had like a huge stadium that just no one's gonna go to it, you know. No, like, I mean that 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 would happen to us, of course, Frankie, of course not. Yeah. I, I just uh, yeah, the, obviously the worry is you know we go through a season like we did in 2013 where it was just you know diabolical um yeah and um uh no sorry 2015-16 wasn't it um you know and, and fans don't turn up but yeah we've just spent all this money on this huge <laughs> well I, i'll be there i'll be sat there on my own in the upper tier just like look i'm the one who forced this they were, <laughs> christian perslow was listening to the podcast that one time and he decided you know what we gotta we gotta get frankie and george what they want we got to listen uh, to these guys. They know what they're talking about. Don't listen yeah. to us, Christian. We don't know what we're talking about. No, never. Never. But yeah, no, that, that's, yeah, I think that that is a good point, though. I think it's one of those things where, like, you know, because of its age, it was built at a time when, obviously, there was a lot more space um, mm. around, the, around the ground. And then just over the course of decades and generations, houses and everything else sort of encroached on the ground. And it, and it, and it was the same way at, like, the old grounds, like... Um, Highbury. I remember going to Highbury once, and I was literally walking walking down through people's back gardens to get in there. Really, um, like, I never yeah, went yeah. to Highbury. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was so packed in next to next to the uh, next to the side streets and stuff. So, you know, obviously Arsenal Arsenal moves and there and you know their their Emirates, which I think is I think that's that's aged terribly. That stadium, personally, and the Emirates is still young. It's only like fifteen years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, just... I mean, compare compare it to Spurs's ground. It seems like light years away from yeah. That seems completely different it just seems like it, it was sort of built in that era where loads of stadiums were just turned into bowls yeah, like yeah. wembley as well the same yeah um god we sound like such old men but you know like <laughs> <laughs> complaining about but like it just like, the architecture of stadiums yeah. it's, it, but, but, but it's, it's true it's, it's true, true isn't it like um and I, I went to old trafford that's one stadium that to me i walk up to and i'm like i really expected better I thought old Trafford. Yeah, would be... yeah, I know what you mean. I went on a tour sort of a few years ago, and I, considering you know it's the history and everything that comes with it, maybe because it was raining, which is Manchester for you, but it it, yeah. it just it just I wasn't really yeah I wasn't yeah I wasn't well, sold sold on it at all. There's that one tiny stand they never show on TV, so you just get the three <laughs> yeah. big stands. If you if you've got any uh, stadiums that are your favourites around the world, just let us know. We could talk about it. 
Um, personally, for me, I think we're really lucky with Villa Park. Um, but yeah, the North Stand could, stand could do with a little bit of a titivation. That was the spicy question and George has decided he would like our team to hold on to some of our better young players unlike perhaps in years past. If there's anything you would like to see change at Aston Villa, what would it be? You can let us know by emailing us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com or you can get in touch on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game, which is on Saturday away at Crystal Palace. Um, The Eagles under Patrick Vieira are unbeaten at home so far this season. Can Villa end that streak? Frankie, can they do it? um, It's a tough one, isn't it? It's a a tough one against Palace. They've really surprised me this season. Yes, uh, they have a a good side, Palace, at at the moment. Vieira's done a good job there. Great job, um, yeah. I, so I did wonder this summer whether Palace had been a bit of trouble because they let go of a lot of players. Um, Roy Hodgson left. Um, I wondered if the transition might just be, take a bit too long and uh, it might just be too long to get going this season. But no, they've, they've done really well. Um, their most recent home result, 2-0 win over Wolves. Wolves are in good form. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat Man City 2-0 away. Um, but then they have drawn 1-1 with Newcastle at home recently, and they did draw 3-3 with Burnley. They got absolutely burnley the other day. I watched the highlights of that game. Mm. and yeah. um, burnley, burnley scored the most Burnley of goals. <laughs> it was so Burnley. Set pieces, and then yeah. like Corne scoring an absolute oh, actually, actually, I'll tell you what, Yeah, actually, yeah. I say that. I was purely thinking of... Um, <laughs> Of that headed goal, who's got that defender scored? Um, yeah, yeah, I wasn't thinking of that corner goal. Ben that me. was an apps, yeah. Ben me. That that was an absolute, yeah, yeah. rocket, wasn't it? What a yeah, goal! But, that but was. it was still, it was still burning because it, it was a cross <laughs> and it was a header yeah. onto him. He's just there, yeah, like. Sure. With, he, de- he, de- he does add a touch of class. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're not going to talk about Burnley for too much longer. Trust me, but um, but yeah, like that was that was that was he's he's like their most unburnly player. I think he's got <laughs> a bit of, bit of skill about him, doesn't he? Yeah. So, uh, but he, you know, um, but they generally play well. Conor Gallagher's been really impressive this season. Yeah, very good. Um, I think he's a player we'll have to keep an eye on in midfield. Milivojevic, we can't let him dictate. Uh, he adds a bit of grit to that team, doesn't he? Considering yeah. all this, it's all kind of kids around him. He, he's the sort of base that they work work off. Yeah, um, I think we've got to make his life hard. Close him down quickly. Don't let him play. Um, and then their forward line at the moment, to be honest, Benteke, mm, he's, bit of form, he's back at it, isn't he? And playing against Villa, scored against us last season. You think mm, just another day for him, Zaha, and then Jordan Ayew as well, for God's sake. Um, mm. So I think I, I think we'll be still off the back of uh, the new manager bounce. I think we'll be up for it after the game um, the other day uh, against Brighton. I, I just hope we don't go into this resting on our laurels a little bit. I hope we don't have a slow start um, and just let them sort of come at us really quickly. I hope that we can do what we did again at the weekend, start really quickly make life miserable for them and get an early goal. Um, I personally would like Ings to start, uh, sorry, Watkins to start up front on mm. his own. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Ashley Young plays, you know, like you mentioned earlier, I think uh, yeah. 
you know, that was a really good display from Young the other day. Um, so I wouldn't be massively surprised if he starts on the left of a front three, um, maybe. Big call to droppings if he does. I wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised at all if he doesn't. Um, but uh, another big day for Jacob Ramsey as well. Um, I, I just look forward to watching him play all the time now. Every week mm-hmm. it feels like he's developing. Um, our defence is solid now. Um, so I'm going to say this is a draw and I'm going to say it's 1-1. Well, I'm going for the hat trick here of, of correct predictions, so I really want to get this one right. But I, I'm 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 definitely leaning towards the draw as well. I think, as you said, as you were saying, you know, the Palace have got some some very very talented uh, young players. As you mentioned, Conor Gallagher started the season really well. He got his England call up as well um, uh, in the last week. So, you know, he's he's looking he's looking very dangerous. Um, Peke back in form. You know, yes, you, you can you can totally see uh, you can totally see him him getting on the score sheet this weekend. Yeah. Um, and at the back, you know, players like Mark Gehi, who um, you know, I live I, I work in Cardiff. I saw how well he did for Swansea last season. I was actually quite surprised that there weren't more Premier League clubs coming in for him because he was never going to get a game at Chelsea. Mm. Um, you know, with their embarrassment of riches, but he was definitely a Premier League player playing in the Championship sides. And uh, Palace made the move, and and he's done really well for them so far this season. Got got I think he got a goal didn't he against Burnley. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, they look at they look a very decent outfit. Um, and yeah, I'm really surprised about how well they've done. To be honest, Vieira coming in as a new Premier League manager, young manager, trying to basically completely tear up the the sort of Crystal Palace rule book that they've been um, they've been playing by under Hodgson for years now, which a is which is team, yeah. yes, very solid know. team you know, finishing in respectable places in the Premier League, but clearly, you know, they are a team that have, and a club that have ambitions to finish higher and to play better football. And and Vieira seems to have integrated this new style of play very quickly with, with a, with essentially, you know, on an entirely brand new squad, but certainly a lot of, uh, a lot of different players coming in. Um, So it would be a difficult game. Palace, it always reminds me of that, goal that we should have scored that first season back in the Premier oh. League Henry Henry Lansbury Absolutely <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. That typified his career at Villa didn't it really having that goal chalked off um, that was that was scandalous well, but um that that honestly people talk about that Hawkeye goal and I'm like well honestly like think of the point we lost at Crystal Palace for absolutely no reason so mm. the Hawkeye goal in the end it cancelled it cancels each other out in my view um, yeah yeah I, I, like, I, I, for the life of me I couldn't work that out Worst decision I've ever seen. I've it's, ever seen in football. I can't think what he even thought he saw there. It was it was bizarre. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But as a result, now Selhurst Park fills me with nerves. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I think I think it's going to be a draw as well. I, I I think it'll be high scoring though, or relatively high scoring. I think it could be it could be something like two all, maybe even three all again, Ooh, like the Burnley okay. result. Um, because we've got I think both teams have got players that um yeah. can score goals, uh, and um. And defensive, mm? Michael Ebrichi, yeah, Michael yeah, Elise. We yeah, we were linked with, weren't we? Mitchell as well, good player at left back. So yeah, yeah. So both, but you know, both teams with some good, young, rapid, nippy players, um, exciting players, attacking players, probably defenses that could be got at. Um, I do like Guaita, you know, good keeper at Palace. Uh, you know, we've got Martinez, obviously. So it'd be it'd be interesting, actually. I think it, I think it will be a good game. I hope it's a good game, and I, yeah, I can definitely see it being a being a draw and, and goal. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say it'll be two to all. To all. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, before, before we actually end this, Dean Smith won. He won at Norwich. He did. Bless him. Dino. 
God <laughs> I mean, bless that, you, Sadine. What a, that, I, I, I did not see that move happening. I thought, you know, after finishing at his boyhood club, I thought he'd take some time out of the game. But as he said in his, um, you know, pre-match interview, uh, post-appointment interview that he, he he's just someone who likes to just get straight back into it so fair play and um yeah i mean i'd never i'll never begrudge a dean smith victory unless of course it's a villa park or you know against you know against villa but um yeah it was good to see it was good to see him go back to um southampton in the first first game where you know he lost his job at, at villa and, and actually and actually win there that, that mm. was quite a nice a nice little twist of fate wasn't it so um, yeah and oh, um, actually no no sorry they were playing carrow road weren't they but um but yeah. to beat the team that um that obviously yeah ended his time his, at Villa. he had his little trip to new york as well which sounded a bit mysterious i just what was yeah what was all about he wasn't very <laughs> open about what he was i was like is is, is d smith secretly james bond <laughs> or, or he sees himself he has a future in the MLS yeah I don't know like, what, I just, Port, new Portland Timbers manager Dean Smith yeah uh, I'd take that god I'd love to live out there um, but uh, yeah is he like can you imagine him as James Bond he'd like drop the tuxedo and solely wear like little jumpers little little like <laughs> claret jumper that he wears everywhere up to his neck I think uh, I think Dean Dean Smith is the least James Bond manager that, <laughs> that we've had in a long time. I think I feel like John Gregory's a bit James Bondy. I could see him as a bit. Yeah, of a... I, I could see that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, in the tuxedo. A, a little bit. Do you, do you remember when John Gregory was in Dream Team, the TV show? Oh he made God! A yeah. Wow. Yeah, I do. And he started off with a close-up <laughs> shot of his private reg car. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Dean Smith is Bond for me. Um, to be honest, I'd go see it. Probably get get into the cinema and look around, and no one else would be there. Um, <laughs> if you like, if you like, licensed to apologetically kill, wouldn't it? He? He'd just be really apologetic about. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm this. so sorry, mate. I have to do this. I'm so <laughs> just, sorry. You know, as, sorry, as, he, as he's screwing it. as he's screwing the silencer on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sorry about this. I didn't mean it. You know, it's it's just just my job, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Where sent me? <laughs> yeah. Craig Shakespeare is his little sidekick as M. <laughs> <laughs> is it M or Q? I don't know whichever one. Uh, Q, yeah, well, yeah, well, one or the other. But um, yeah, no, I, I just yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't see it. I can't see it. He's too nice. He's too nice. Yeah. But yeah, you're 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 right. It's it's good to see um, you know, D Smith working with D Smith at, at yeah. Norwich, Delia and Dean. Um, Actually, he's a bit more Paddington, any Dean Smith. I could see him in Paddington. Yeah, the yeah as the, the sort of the, the dad that invites him into the house. Yeah, he'd take care yeah. about it. That that's what a nice guy he is. Yeah, he's 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 very nice, and and I, I wish him all the best. I mean, he's got a hell of a job on his hands to try and keep Norwich up, but um, mm. but you know, he'll be he'll be managing all the players we were linked with, uh, Cantwell, um, Rashika, <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, hopefully he'll get a tune out of them, um, and keep them up. Not at our expense. Not at our expense. Yeah, of course. But, um, but yeah, I think he'll he'll definitely be welcome back at Villa Park with Norwich with open arms. So at least yeah. I hope he will. So um, yeah, good good on you, Dino. Okay, that's it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been your host, George Alinsky. See you later, Frankie. Catch you in a bit, George. Adios. And it's goodbye from me. Uh, we'll be back to review that Palace game that we mentioned. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. Super Aston Villa.